On 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. We're also brought to you by Credit Acceptance with SunTrip Motors. Folks, I don't care how bad your credit is. I don't care. Credit, I told you, is like crime. It don't pay. We got a place now that can help you get there. There's no way in 2023 that you can't get transportation for your family. I know everybody's having a hard time. And some people just don't want to pay. They can help you get into a car. Sun trucks, credit, acceptance. We go to my favorite part of the show, Sour House. Oh, before we do this, uh, we had a text argument to ask you about this in the, before we took a break. From 314, unpopular opinion, sexual healing was nowhere near Marvin Gaye's best song. Who said it was? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. Someone just said it. Someone just that, that's it not in. that hot of a take. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I like that song, but I mean, is that it? it's not like Marvin Gaye's a one-hit wonder. My favorite song by Marvin Gaye, most people have never even heard. And I, when I do my Motown, every when I play songs on Thursday, Thursday nights, they're my Motown songs that I play on Magic 104 on Saturdays. And I told a guy, they couldn't even, they pull their music. What do you pull music for, Spotify or what? Except Spotify. 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 It's not even on there. Oh, but really? But you found it. It's a song called Hear My Dear. Oh, yeah. He was married to Barry Gordy's sister, and they broke up. And he made this song. He was pleading with her. It's called Hear My Dear. I got to gotta play it on the break. It's when real I, sad. We played it before. It's a real sad song. But, folks, let me shut up and get Dr. Rick and Matt time to talk. Uh... <laughs> The NBA draft tonight, you're going to have a million dollars. These guys can turn into billion-dollar athletes. When they go to get their – they've already had physicals. But when they go get drafted by a team, what is this team going to look for in this investment? Well, you know, I, I think it's gotten more and more sophisticated every year. So when, when a team will send an athlete – for an independent avow, which we do quite a bit. Should we sign this guy? Should we extend his contract? Should we draft this guy? We virtually MRI all the things that could be a problem. So what's that? That's going to be the shoulder, the back, and the knees. MRIs, full boat, and then cardiovascular status. So the Hank Gathers of the world, guys that had heart problems, you know, soup to nuts, EKGs, echoes, everything, blood work like you've never seen. In fact, I just sent blood work off for two of our Olympic kids, and the lab called me. They said, I never even heard of some of these things. And I said, well, look it up. This is what we want to know. So you're going to find out objectively everything about that athlete because you you know if 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 I'm a smart agent I'm going to tell you hey Charlie go go in there and don't talk about your knee swelling up or don't tell them that you got tingling in your fingers or something because you know why would you why would you do that is there so, some things like that they can't find out about is there anything in your body they could miss absolutely you know you you could have 
you know, everyone's every what couple years somebody's got leukemia, someone's got this, someone's got that. So there's things you could miss, but generally the physicals in terms of physical problems, knee injuries, ligamentous injuries, torn labrums in the hip or shoulder, etc., uh, we're going to find. And again, you're going to pay some guy $300 million or Steven Strasburg $246 million. You better find out everything because otherwise that's a $200 million mistake. If you're looking at this man's body, what are the two most important things that these teams look at from a physical standpoint? I think, well, probably the biggest thing is lean body mass and and. and <laughs> I would say 40 times. Sometimes it's 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 shorter than that. But you're looking at speed and you're looking at, at, at basically uh, lean body mass. I mean body parts like heart, knees. Well, you're, lo- you're looking at their hearts, but really what you're looking at is their knees. Because what's going to fail? I mean, very infrequently is their heart going to fail. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was mm-hmm. signaling him that I had a- but, but yeah. But what's going to fail... You know, what, what, what do you read about guys tearing their ACL, guys, uh, dislocating their shoulder, et cetera? That's, that's what, you know, what you, what you hear about. Um, Vigor Weminyama, he's been the talk of this draft, and I hear, been hearing that he's doing preventive things to take care of, especially his feet. Seven feet out of basketball players have foot problems. There's a, you know, big thing. What can he do? What well, you preventive know, things he can do to take care of his feet and lose frank injuries? So, you know, it's interesting. He, I mean, everybody goes back to Zion and all the problems he's had and all the guys that have had fit, foot problems. Mm. And, and really, it's not that hard a thing to, to, to prevent. And what we do with a lot of the guys is we give them a big bucket of rice. We have them stick their feet in the rice. And we have them work the rice for seven, eight minutes a day, which work all these little muscles in, in between your toes, okay. what we call your inner osseous. And, I mean, you can't help it. Some 300-pound guy st- stands on your foot the wrong way or you get hit by a truck. Yeah, you're, you're going to get hurt. But the bottom line is uh, a lot of times, these guys can prevent soft tissue injuries, hamstring, adductor injuries, etc. And I think a lot of these guys' uh, feet get neglected. You know, everybody's worried about a lot of things, but you, you need to be worried about kind of the rubber hitting the road. And what is that? That's your feet. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Rick, now with these uh, recent recency with uh, mental health with athletes, is there any psych evaluations that go on uh, pre-draft? There is a psych evaluation. It's completely deficient. Um, I, and, and I think there's three areas that we've really done a bad job on. And, and I think one is domestic abuse, talking to these kids and trying to understand if there's a propensity. Number two is drug abuse. Um, and then three is, is just your, 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 your general overall mental health. You know, and everyone's going to say John Moran and, you know, you can name three or four guys that have done crazy stuff. But a lot of that stuff, if you really delve into their family situation, how they were raised, cause, you know, a lot of these kids obviously were raised in a very tough situation. Um, they're, 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 they're going to have, they potentially going to have problems and you can, you can, you can look at those problems and try to avoid those problems moving forward. Our guest tonight, of course, Dr. Rick Lehman. Oh, we have a question on the text line from uh, James Ingram. Dr. Rick, hypothetically, if the missing sub had been found intact, how long would the passengers survive at that depth with minimal oxygen? Uh, you know, everyone was talking 41 hours and 44 hours and, but, but you have to remember the, the, the outside pressure mm-hmm. is crushing. So it's, it's sort of like if you go up in the mountains, you, you don't have the same amount of oxygen as you have at sea level. Well, you don't have the same amount of oxygen when there's 700, uh, PSI, 
you know, mm-hmm. down in the water. So I think these numbers were way, I mean, it didn't matter the thing blew up, but regardless, I think those numbers were way overinflated. I think those guys were probably dead by the next morning. You know, they, they, they lost contact an hour and a half after it went down. They expected it to surface at six. And I would bet somewhere between six the next day and six hours after that. So roughly noon, uh, I think whatever happened happened but i think they would have been dead from anoxia dr rick i was um saddened yesterday when i got the news that a former co-worker of mine was in a terrible bicycle accident broke his neck and is now paralyzed from the neck down um what kind of advances have been made in treating paralysis especially something like that and what can be expected like what kind of uh quality of life can he expect going forward you know, I think that's been a big failure, and you had the Bonacani um, mm-hmm. research done, and you had a lot of things, a lot of money and a lot of things with promise that never really panned out. There are some robotics that they put you in, and they say you can walk, but really the robot's walk, and you're just sitting there. And the, the real truth of the matter is, with a severance of the spinal cord, I'm not really sure we're that much farther than we were 30 years ago. So the answer to your question is, he'll be probably in a wheelchair. The wheelchairs are better. Um, you know, you can, you can, and, and we're going to see AI wheelchairs that are actually going to respond to brain, uh, response cells. So you're going to be able to think, go forward, and the thing's going to go forward. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, you know, you can blow in it, you can do all kinds of Stephen Hawking kind of things. But the truth of the matter is, in terms of re- reconstructing that spinal cord, um, you know, we're driving an iPhone one. Uh, wh- uh, well, let me say this real, real quick. Sure. I hate to sorry for interrupting you. I'm changing the subject real quick, and I shouldn't even talk about something that's on. But the way the NBA is doing these kids with their families, I think is fantastic. Oh, I, I do too. I love it. I think yeah, that is so good. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, what kind of effect does that have on the, on his other organs? Is there any effect like on the heart, lungs, liver, kidneys when you're paralyzed like that? Well, your life expectancy. You know, probably is eight to ten years, and what are you going to die? You're going to die of an infection, okay? Right? You can't expand your lungs, so you're probably going to get some kind of pneumonia or, or bronchial infection that's going to then become systemic, um, and you can't really pump blood around your body because the muscles aren't working. So these guys generally die of sepsis. Um, if they if they have a lot of money and they get unbelievable care, you know, they can kind of hang in there a while. But generally, um, that's just mm-hmm. that's just a death knell. You know, you're going to probably live eight to ten years. Hey, we're going to take a top of the hour time out because we don't have a lot of time tonight. And we never have enough time with Dr. Rick Lehman. This portion brought to you by Worldwide Technology. We'll get a chance to talk to about Dr. Dr. Rick Lehman about Tommy John surgery, which has been around a while. And back in the day, if you had it, you were done. Nowadays, you can survive it. By the way, too, next week, we will have a two-day off. July 3rd and 4th, yes, right, Joe? Yes, uh, Monday and Tuesday. Oh, my good Sucky, sucky. Lock <laughs> up your daughters. Lock them up. The two of them will be out there driving around. When we come back, we'll talk about urine. We'll talk about... I want to talk about... We see this commercial on TV where you can send this box off with your with a stool sample, and it tells you if you have colon cancer. I want to find out how effective mm-hmm. that is. We'll take a time out. This song right here, people have never heard, is called Hear My Dear. And I tell you what, I could easily sing this song too. We'll be right back. I'm so happy
Enjoy. 90 The Fan. If this world were mine, I would place at your feet all that I own. You've been so good to Welcome me. Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right. Welcome back to the show, brought to you by Snooks. Uh... Charlie Tuna, which is my nickname, I have some unusual questions. And as Joe says, what's that? I said the fish. That's what Anthony Bonner called you today. The fish. The fish. Fish. (laughs) You never know what I might say, but I know how far to go up to the fence. I know not to jump over it. I may straddle it. This is a good one here because I did this when I was a young kid. Urine. Pee. Yep. Years ago, when I was a child, we've talked about this before, I used to have this rash on my face when I was a young kid. My mother was from the deep south, Mounds, Louisiana. She said, go put some in a mason jar, save it overnight, and then put it on your face the next night, get rid of your rashes. Two days later, my rash was gone. Is it acid in your urine? Yeah, so the uric acid definitely is an anti-inflammatory. Really? No doubt about it. Um, now, there, there is a little bit of trick to this. I mean, a lot of uric acid isn't good. A little uric acid's okay. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is you, you have to be careful um, with, with the volume. You, you don't want to, you know, we're, Joe was talking about drinking cow urine. Well, drinking urine's terrible because it's got so many uh, contaminants and so many things that are, are negative. But in terms of your skin. But it's coming out of your body. It's coming yeah. out of your body, but it's all the waste, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's the waste products. <laughs> well, you really, like you hear stories of people like in earthquakes or whatever that are trapped in, under the rubble and they'll survive on five days or whatever of drinking their own urine. Yeah. I mean, is that about as far as you can go by doing that? Or? Well, I mean, I, I think if there's nothing else to do, you're basically resurfacing the, your waste products and hopefully getting a little something out of it. Mm-hmm. But again, pretty soon you're going to quit peeing, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, yeah. so so, that's the issue. And then the other the other you know, big issue. I mean, the big one, I grew up in Miami and, and the story was always the same. Hey, when you get bit by a jellyfish, which you always did, yeah. you know, you peed in your hand and you rubbed it on the jellyfish burn and it did work. It actually worked. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and and again, I can't tell you how many times growing up in, in North Miami Beach, you got stung by a jellyfish all the time. So, <laughs> I've heard stories, Dr. Rick, of uh, people in military and uh, in battle situations where they'll go three, four days without eating, sleeping, or using the bathroom. Is that something that would have happened with those people on the submarine if they did end up lasting for four days? Does your body really shut down and keep you from uh, using the bathroom and doing other certain things in you know, crisis one, situations? It's, it's such a good question because one of the most interesting things to me still, if I have a long surgery... <laughs> And then I don't do really long surgeries. Some guys do, you know, six, seven hours. My long surgeries aren't that long. I won't have to pee or do anything. I'm not hungry. I'm not anything. And as soon as I walk out of the OR, I got to pee so bad, it's literally <laughs> 10 seconds. So I think, you know, when you're in that high energy mode, you're absolutely uh, not going to urinate. You don't feel like you have to urinate. And I think it's just all that adrenaline that mm-hmm. kind of keeps you uh, from from 
everything shuts down and keeps you from having your natural body functions. But as soon as that pressure lifts and that surgery's over or that submarine's over, man, you, 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 you're running to the bathroom. <laughs> Dr. Rick, we have a question on the text line uh, from Vic on the east side. What causes graying more so at a young age? I began to gray in my early 20s. Mm. I'm nearly 50 and I'm salt and pepper. You know, it's a good question. So that has to do that has to do with uh, your hair follicles and and the change in uh, pigment in your hair follicles, and it's totally genetic. You know, so some people have a lot of hair. Some people lose their hair when they're young. Some people gray when they're young. Then every once in a while, you'll see some guy who's not dying his hair, who's 60, 70 years old, and you know they got absolutely no gray at all. So completely genetic has to do with pigment in your hair follicles, and you know the only thing you can do to fix it is to buy that stuff that changes the color of your hair my father was 85 when he died and didn't have a lot of gray hair i don't have a lot of gray hair either but i can't grow hair on my face i know we're not supposed to talk about one another. <laughs> certain people uh there's a friend of mine he's the chief po- chief of police for st louis county ken gregory yes ken gregory used to be people don't realize it's a starting quarterback in university of missouri he had gray hair when he was 20 like 20 years of age. You Absolutely. You can have it. And, and don't you, you know, every once in a while you see people come in the office and they're 22, 25 and they're bald. You know, and yeah, they're, they're, they're shaving their heads, but they don't have a whole lot to shave. I mean, they, they lost it before they, so again, it's all genetic. Now it's in fashion, right? I mean, now it's kind of cool, but back in the day, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, I got to get a hair piece or a hair transplants. Elon Musk style, you know, he wants to fill up whatever was missing. But again, you know, you see a lot of guys that come in and man, they just don't have much hair and they're very, very young. See, coronavirus came around. A lot of people, Matt has one, Joe, grow beards. Yeah, I can't grow hair on my face and that's genetic as well Asians can't either I can't grow hair on my face that's a good thing without shaving for three days I have just a few few hairs on my face it's because I'm still young right now (laughs) (laughs) I think Native Americans too they're the ones yeah they they can't yeah Um, since it's summertime I'm seeing this article that Adele uh, reveals that she has a crude fungal infection from sweating in Spanx. Is that a, a real issue that people should be worried about during the summertime? Yes. Whoa. Now, now you, yeah. you know, we all know it is crotch rot, mm-hmm. right? right? And and basically, it's athlete. It's the same fungus as athlete's foot. So, and when it gets in Adele's, we're not going to talk about where <laughs> it is a real problem. Now, Spanx have a real issue because Spanx don't breathe. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. wear Spanx, but you know. That's a common thing. Athletes, this is a common question from, from a lot of our runners. Um, and and spanks are very tough in the winter because they don't breathe and they fit very tight. So if you have a little wetness in, in certain spots, in Adele's certain spots, then what's going to happen is you're going to grow that fungus and uh, it's very hard to get rid of. Talk, talk about rolling in the deep. Uh, now that, <laughs> that yesterday... Was good. That was really good. I was like setting it up. Um, so yesterday was the first official day of summer. What is the difference between heat stroke and heat exhaustion and how can we d- determine which is which and what are the warning signs so it's, it's a good question and and so the heat it's called heat disease and it's really a continuum of of what um the severity of the heat disease is so initially you get a little bit dizzy you get sick to your stomach mm. and if you hydrate and you get out of the heat you're going to be okay now what then ends up happening is you get sicker and sicker and sicker 
Soon you stop sweating, so you can't control your body heat temperature. Second is you can't... Uh, there's nothing you can do to get out of the heat. So even if you go in the shade and you do this, you do that, that's not going to work. So then you need to go in a cold tub, have an IV with cold fluids. And then lastly, you'll die. Mm -hmm. So if your heat disease gets bad enough, you know, you're, you're, you're probably not going to live. And every year, you know, we hear about athletes that, you know, are training out in, 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 in the heat and what happens? Yeah, they die. Joe, update us. Victor was just drafted. Yeah, Victor Wimbayama was the first overall pick in the 2023 NBA draft. I'm shocked. Yeah. That was his mother? That was his mother, not his sister? That was his mother? Yeah. Wow. He's only 19. But still. I don't care. Can you imagine she 7 foot 5 and 19? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you see what his guard, his position is going to be. They're really going to list him on the on the chart as a point guard. Yeah, he can be point guard. Point guard. Just just okay. basketball, just basketball player. We don't have a lot Seriously, of time yeah. left in the There's show no tonight anymore. Okay. <laughs> what is the worst way I mean dying? What's the worst way to die? <laughs> dying. Being in a room <laughs> with a black mamba. <laughs> drowning in the ocean. Being attacked by a lion or stress, which is the worst? Well, I mean, I, I think if you want to know the most painful, it's probably stress. If you want to know the oh. quickest. Wait a minute. It's more painful than getting chewed up by a lion? Well, I, I think stress is the worst. I mean, you know, mental stress. You're talking about mental stress. Yeah, eat some I, 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 I think that's by far the worst. Now, oh. the lion's going to. The lion is going to kill you quick mm -hmm. if a lion's going to kill you. Number two, the black mama is going to kill you quick. You're going to get bit. You're going to lay there. You're not going to have a lot of pain. You're going to quit breathing. Hasta luego. You're dead. So, so those things I don't think are real painful. Drowning apparently is very interesting in that it's terrible until you suck in that first huge thing of air because you know you can't mm -hmm. but apparently once you start breathing in the water you die pretty peacefully you die right away because hmm. you can't oxygenate but you die right away so apparently that's not i mean i can't think of anything worse than drowning but it's not this you know dying second by second by second and you think what happens is you 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 can't breathe, and that's terrible. But once you start to breathe in the air, and and all that water infiltrates your lungs, apparently you, you go pretty quick, and you're that's pretty a, peaceful. That's interesting. What you said about stress, a lot of us are actually dying every day and don't realize it to a certain extent. No doubt, mm -hmm. stress. But they always say stress kills. Well, I, slow I, I death. I think it's a slow death, and it's a painful death. I mean, you know, when you hear about people, that, like there was an article we were talked a little bit about on Frank's show, this kid. Yeah, I wanted and, to bring that up. I'm glad you brought it up. Go ahead. No, you can explain. I, I talked about it the other day on the show that we wanted to talk to you about. It's kind of like those uh, Nigerian princes trying to uh, con you out of your money, but they do it with nude photos. So, so what they do is they, they kind of get you, they put a beautiful girl out there, and you guys exchange pictures and then they you know and you think it's melissa but it's really five guys in the congo and then they basically blackmail you and say hey we're going to take these pictures we're going to send them all over the internet if you don't pay us and blah 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 and so this kid committed suicide and and you know and everybody can relate to that how terrible that is but if you're that kid oh wow uh look at that dress mother Oh my God! That can't be his mother. Okay, there's no way, Joe. Okay, I'll prove it to you. Go ahead. <laughs> we got we got distracted. 
That's his mother. Oh, uh, Ozempic. <laughs> Ozempic. Ozempic. Oh, I know it's for, you brought that up. I know it's for type two diabetes, but a lot of people are taking it now for weight loss. Uh, how healthy is it, and can I get a prescription by the end of the show? So, so Ozempic has taken the country by storm, and and there's a lot of reasons Ozempic has taken the country by storm, and and the biggest one is it is it is almost a surefire way to lose weight. It's one injection a week. You you increase the dose as you accommodate. So you know you start with 0.2 or 0.1 uh, milligrams, and then you bump it up to 2.4 milligrams. And I can't tell you how many people I've seen lose sub- substantial amounts of weight. Now you hear about Ozempic finger where people are losing the rings, and Ozempic face where they're losing the buckle fat in their face. But I can't think of anything healthier than dropping your BMI to a reasonable level. The downside of Ozempic is two things. One is extremely expensive mm-hmm. and 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 unless you're a type two probably diabetic, uh, you're 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 probably not gonna get it covered by insurance. And number two and probably the, the biggest problem is if you don't work out, you're gonna lose body fat lot less than you're going to lose muscle mm-hmm. and so you actually get fatter you you get less heavy right but your percentage of body lean body mass goes down because you lose all this lean body mass in in your in your guys to lose weight so you got to work out mm-hmm. and what's happened is all these women are taking the stuff i shouldn't just say women people are taking the stuff they don't really they're not used to working out and yes they've lost a lot of weight but if you kind of scan them they've lost a lot of lean body mass that's a guy I can't stink yeah the college oh, football marty uh oh marty smith oh, my God. Uh, marty smith i don't like it. i didn't I keep, recognize him at first i keep hearing about magic mushrooms they had a thing on ESPN a special about Cause, it because Aaron Rodgers yeah what is, what is a magic mushroom well I mean it, it's a hallucinogen so you know not talk I know we're not supposed to talk about ourselves but back in Miami back in the day we there were to be these cow farms and you would literally get a bucket and you would get you know a little shovel and you go dig through the stuff and you'd see these mushrooms growing in the cow manure you'd take them in the bucket you'd boil them and you drink the whatever you know the 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 liquid material and you got whacked i mean it's 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 like mescaline or mda or any of these things it's a hallucinogen and they're very effective now real magic mushrooms are very expensive because they're hard they're you know i mean if you're going to buy them they're hard to find but on the other hand just to be fair um they're they're very effective and they're very safe. I was uh, just reading an article. A, a white supremacist actually took MDMA and magic mushrooms, and he renounced all of his uh, racism and, and white supremacy after doing the drug once. Hmm. Well, uh, sounds, it, sounds like a good I, plan. I, yeah. That's a good is, plan. It, and is it true that psilocybin, when you take psilocybin, it rewires your brain? I've always read that. Absolutely, and and you know, Michael Jordan. There's 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 <laughs> yeah. a lot of people out there. Um, you know smart people that are that are going to these psilocybin uh medical events so you're doing it in a controlled situation they put an iv in you they give you the psilocybin and they you go through two or three of these trips and apparently you you can either become very creative or you become uh much more intelligent etc etc so uh again psilocybin is the real deal and um yes I, i i think 
we, we, we need to explore it and experiment with it more, but I do believe it is it is extremely, extremely effective. And you'll hear all those stories about the musical artists in the 60s and 70s, like Hendrix and Pink Floyd and the Beatles, taking acid mm-hmm. and then trying to, like, hearing sounds and then trying to recreate the sounds that they were hearing while they were tripping. Well, so. you know, and, and even going back to Walt Disney, you know, so all yeah. these people <laughs> that saw little mouses running around singing and talking, <laughs> you know, that, that's not all right. It's funny. What about, we don't have a lot of time left for- We got time. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was offered a jar of mountain oysters. Okay. (laughs) Are they safe still to take? I just want to see how they work. You know what they are? Yeah. 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 So- so, Go testicles? Yeah. Uh, I I think as long as they're- Before. Okay. Tell us what they're for. Well, they're 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 for sexual. They're you know old old school Viagra. I mean, essentially, right? I mean, they're they're for sexual enhancement, and and people ate them because they felt that they were able to get uh, better erection, better aroused, long, you know, longer sex acts, etc. Do you what? Do you boil them? Do you eat them raw? What is? It? I think usually people fry them. People, so so back in the day, you know, they sacrifice whatever, and then they would fry them, and then they would eat them. Um, some people feel that you should poach them to right. get the maximum oh, amount what of yeah. of whatever out of them. I don't even know what you're getting, but whatever you're getting, that's supposedly a better way to get it. Yeah, I heard not to fry them, do it the way you say. Right, they say to poach them. Uh, I have to, you know, I've never had one. Um, nice. And 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 I think Eggs. I think probably a lot more natural Eggs. than than some of the other stuff people are taking now. Recently, there's a new um, topical. <laughs> I'm not to say this, but Via- Viagra. Mm-hmm. You rub it on, and, and, and instead of taking the pill, so you don't get the cardiovascular effects of the pill, you don't have mm-hmm. trouble breathing. All the side effects that you hear about from uh, Sildenafil, which is Viagra, or some of the other. Um, enhancers, ED drugs, and I think the topical is going to turn out to be, if it works, which I, I, it just came out a few days ago, I think it's going to be much What's safer. What's the uh, problem with eating animal brains? How come you can eat certain brains but not others? Because, so that's a great question. So certain brains have um, a, a long-acting virus, and if you eat that virus over a period of time, um, you will get very sick and you will die. So certain brains have, it's called yak of Kreuzfeld, which were probably two German guys in 1200 that named this after themselves. And and if you get the wrong kind of bacteria f- or virus from uh, contaminated brain, you'll get you'll you'll end up with this thing called Jakob Kreuzfeld, and you're going to die. Now, the way to treat that, which may denature some of the brains, is 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 actually to sterilize them. And and some people feel if you do that, you lose some of the positive effect. Give us your health tip of the week. So the health tip of the week, everybody who isn't sleeping out there, um, two things you want to do. You want to go out and you want to get some magnesium. We've talked about this before. Uh, a little magnesium to help you sleep and and probably uh, just a little um, topical or uh, um, 
little gummy, some THC, and that combination apparently, there was just a study out in the last two weeks, is almost twice as effective as Ambien. <laughs> so a little oh, THC wow. and and just a little magnesium. Magnesium is good for you anyway, but even the magnesium in and of itself was very effective in helping people sleep. Dr. Rick, thank you. We'll see you next week, or we're going we'll, we'll no, to... We're, we're here, baby. We're here, baby. Awesome. Dr. Rick, I'm sorry we had to cut it short tonight. We've got a special interview with uh, top criminal attorney Scott Rosenblum, right? Yes, sir. Talking about the uh, Donald Trump indictment and everything with that. Oh, okay. Well, uh, He's the best. Scotty's the best. He's really good. He's crazy about Donald Trump. <laughs> Madly Just in love kidding. with him. Madly in love. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm getting ready to go call beat you him in a minute. Yeah, call me. Folks, thank you very much on behalf of Matt Berger, Joseph Davis, of course, the incredible $6 million man, Dr. Rick Lehman. Well, your wife is beautiful. Well, thank you. You beautiful. Yeah, I met her. She's gorgeous. Very nice, too. Was she nice? Yeah. We, yeah <laughs> you, were, she nice? you were like, this is who I'm texting all the time after the heat games. She <laughs> and she's so, like, oh, it's you. She was so truthful. <laughs> can I, what kind of cream uh, can I put on my eyes to get the bags away? Nothing. <laughs> you got to have, sir. No, quickly. Yes, well, sir. I'll talk to you off there about this. All right. All right, folks, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Now you can turn on the draft and watch this. I know it was hard switching off from us to watch the draft. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday night.